Hello, I'm Linda Seif from The Layered Onion. Thank you for joining us. We will be listening to our amazing creators talk about their art and mental health. 48 million artists all over the world share this lived experience. The Layered Onion was formed to create a supportive community, allowing the creators to focus on their art, bringing their work from the shadows to receive the recognition and opportunities they deserve. Each podcast will feature an artist who talks about their creations and mental wellness. Art is healing. We hope these discussions will inspire you to appreciate the stories behind the creations and more importantly, inspire your inner creator. Together, we can tackle the stigma surrounding mental health. All right. Hello, Avisha. How are you? Hi, Linda. I'm good. It's good to see you. Good to see you. So maybe you could share with us your name, where you're located, and what kind of art you do. Sure. Um, So my name is Avisha Michael, and I am currently located in Chicago. And the mediums currently that I'm doing are uh, mostly clay ceramics and um, an increasing level of writing lately. Um, Also, I'm going to add that I've actually been really into storytelling, and that's actually a medium as well. Ah, um, And I'm a photographer of 10 years prior to coming home to ceramics. So I think those are my main mediums. All right. Well, very cool. What drew you to art? Because you're quite Mm. creative. Think of all the things you do. But what drew you to art? Yeah. um, The first thing that's coming up for me is, uh, I'd say my father. Um, My father was a musician growing up and just all things creative. Um, And he passed away this last August. And one of the things that I really realized in finding like boxes and troves of different art mediums is that he's just, he was a creative genius. He could not stop creating. And so uh, I feel like I get that core creativity from him, even though I'd say that like specifically ceramics, when I was eight years old, I took uh, my first class that I found out recently my mom put me in. um, Mm. And that's my absolute first in all of. So a little of both, I'd say, but um, I'd say that under that, um, you know, I think for me, the one thing that art that I'm drawn to is it's just this, this connector for me. I think it also connects me back to myself and it calms all my mental. I think it's just this real, sometimes I don't know how to talk about these things because it's such an organic process that I don't mentalize it, which is beautiful. Um, But I think I'm drawn to art, probably similar to my father. I just need to create. Well, one thing I really noticed with your ceramics is I would call Mm -hmm. it functional art. And I have never, I I purchased this, your um, spoon rest. And I was so excited because it was flat and wide (laughs) and you know, most spoon rests, they're, they're asking you to sort of, you know, navigate your cooking and you're putting it down and it doesn't go quite in and it spills. And I was so excited because it is, you must cook, but it was such a wonderful find. So can you talk a little mm. bit about your approach to ceramics and this idea of functional art? Mm. 
you know, I'm going to go a little bit back to that organic process because for me, I will even talk about that spoon rest for just a quick second. I was not cooking. I was in LA. I had this lovely pottery studio in this community in Culver City and for eight years, and it was my absolute dream. Um, but to go to the the functionality of, you know, take that piece, for instance, the spoon rest, that actually happened. Some of my most best sellers, some of my kind of most basic um, utilitarian kind of creations come from like an accident or a mishap. <laughs> and I think I was making like, I forget, a little tiny, um, like a small plate or something. And I messed up or something. And I ended up just randomly cutting out some pieces, you know, to make the opening for the spoon. And it turned into my one, one of my best sellers. And you know, it, it's interesting you say like wide and flat and until you share that just now, I had never thought about that um, because I don't know how to express it. It's just, I j it really is almost what I've been learning and writing lately, like, but through ceramics, I just never analyzed it, but it just, something comes through me. It just shows up. It's not, I don't sketch. I don't like pre, I've always kind of judged myself. It's been a real insecurity of my creative process. I don't, I'm not a huge sketcher. I'm not a huge, sometimes I'll get inspirations or ideas and I might write it down and take notes, but it's really in the moment for me, it just happens. And so um, I don't know if that answers your question. I hope it does, but it's such an organic experience for me for the most part. Well, you part. need to know you're in my kitchen every day. I love that. <laughs> just love that. And I use it, it, it all the time. And love it. It, it was. it's such a great find for me to have this beautiful oh. piece of art, but it's so functional. The other spoon rest, I just kind of eh, oh. threw over to the side and this is the <laughs> one I adore. <laughs> I can give you, I, I love that you use it as a spoon rest. I have to just give you one more tip since it's functional. Um, it works as a great cover for a mug because the opening can kind of clear the handle part. So I love my coffee and oh. quick, quick coffee a little bit ago, even though I'm obsessed with it, but for my, I love my liquids hot. <laughs> So yeah, it works as a great double function if you ever want to. Well, that's a good idea because right now I take a, uh, I actually take a bowl and put on top. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, I happen to be here on video with you, but I also started making little lids for cups, oh. covers. So I just wanted to give you that little insight. Well, thank you for that tip. <laughs> I love it. So, so yeah. maybe we could turn a minute to the fact that you're also an amazing poet mm. and you had a piece and I'm, you know, for those in the shallot and um, this particular shallot was really about using hobbies and activities for mental wellness. And your piece was called feuding, feeding beauty. And just now after hearing you talk about, your minimalist approach with ceramics makes me appreciate how in some ways I see that same minimalist approach in your poetry, at least in this piece, where mm. every word counts. There was no word that did not count. And so mm. it's very powerful. And so do you think you would be willing to um, share this poem and then we'll kind of talk about it? Sure, I'd be happy to. And I just have to say, Linda, I'm learning so much from you today. So they, I just, <laughs> I'm like this curiosity sponge. I feel like I'm always this little child still as, you know, I just turned 49 last week, but I just love it because um, I didn't know that about this poem until you shared that. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so this piece is called Feeding Beauty. Um, 
When the tree loses, the ground gains their soft surrender. Connective exchange floating downward in selfless offerings. Growth relinquished to the ebbing season, feeding beauty freely. Every mm. word counts. Every word. And that is just a rare talent, Avisha, to have that. Um, I don't know. It's just a rare talent. My my favorite book is um, All the Light You Cannot See. And every word counts in that book. <laughs> oh, note taken. And that's how I feel about this poem. Maybe mm. you could kind of talk about a little bit how when you were writing it or the time that you spent when you were thinking about this poem um, yeah. or what inspired you? Sure. Let me just, I want to see it again. Um, yeah. So I believe, I don't remember when the submission was for this, but um, and, and pull me in if I get too carried away here, because there's so much. It's funny how, you know, it's a simple poem and you're saying every word counts and it's pretty minimalist in itself, but there is so much inner world that I remember. I can almost see myself um, sitting on my couch, the same one I'm sitting on now in a different place. But, and it was, I think it was fall or autumn. Or it was just autumn. And I, having been back in Chicago, like autumn is my absolute favorite. Like for 22 years in LA, like I love leaves. Like I've had people send me leaves from the East Coast in a box because I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with autumn. So it was my first autumn in 22 years. And I, that was a part of it was just really tuning into um, that combined with a lot of grief that I was going through, having just lost my father unexpectedly um, a month after my grandma passed. It was a lot of uh, grief and death in my family last year. And I had just moved and pretty much without going into the details, fled my life of 22 years in LA um, due to some trauma. So um, I think that that this poem came from really tuning into the emotional landscape and the honesty of kind of what I was um, visually experiencing out my window, you know, with the, the leaves falling and the decay and all the walk. I was going on a lot of walks at that time as a therapeutic support during all this loss. And um, I think it was a combination of just using what I was experiencing because I'm such a visual person, but also combining that and tuning into my emotional landscape and, the healing process I was on at the time. And I think that was a big part of it. Um, I'm just gonna take another peek at the poem real quick. Well, um, the one that really just- Please. I don't know, sort of hits me yeah. is what the tree loses, the ground gains. Okay, yeah. So, so powerful. Mm, you just gave me chills as I heard. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think for me, what comes up for me as you reflect that is I really felt is so I'm not used to talking this openly about certain, I won't go into like an extensive story about it, but like I was in, I've been in such heightened survival mode, like to an extreme um, that I was like, uh, I guess if there's one place I can talk about it, it's here with you, but I was, I am and was working with like debilitating PTSD every single day of my life last year after I moved. And um, I think what that set, what that line expresses for me, as you, as I hear you read that, is the process I was going through when I wrote this, and that I still am, of kind of shifting that consciousness of like 
not from victim to like, but like using everything. And also in that process where I wasn't on the other side, and I'm still not on the other side of the severe trauma that I went through that let, let, led me to leave and come to Chicago, but to use it all, that there's all an interconnectedness and that the the leaves fall and they lose and then the ground can use that. Like it doesn't go for not. It's if everything is utilized, if you can allow it to. And I think, I don't know if that makes sense what I just shared, but I think that that was like a mirror of what the journey that I've been on in trying to be with the pain, not ignore it like I have my whole life and escape and numb out, but like really look and feel and be with um, even the pain, the depth of the pain, the depth of the trauma, and how that can translate into transformational experiences. And it's almost like um, being into gardening so much now, like the composting experience almost, you know, the, and the whole gardening experience. But I think that's how I was experiencing the leaves as I would see them on the ground. Um, it, it feels like a death. It is a death in one form, but then it's also utilized as nutrition and as everything else for that next stage. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I hope it does. <laughs> Absolutely. It like. Absolutely. And, you know, to stay with our gardening, gardening metaphors, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously for years and years, people would uh, take down their perennials or they'd trim or whatever, and then they would take, and, you know, now, and this is something I've been doing for a long time, um, but you just actually put it back around so that it acts as compost but it's really a way to to provide some nutrients and some opportunity, as you say, for further growth yeah. from yeah. what is lost in one part, but really gained in another. I I, I just Absolutely. I couldn't get over those words because they just really mm. resonated with me. Mm. And um, I I think the other one is the the idea of selfless offerings. And I think this idea of this connective exchange floating downward and then having what's going on between the, the leaves falling and then the regeneration of being a selfless exchange. Maybe you mm. could talk about that because it's, it is selfless, obviously, from tree leaves. Yeah. But I think we often have a selfless approach to sometimes shedding, but we can't quite regenerate, you know? Yeah, I'm going to take a peek again, just to kind of, I'm such a visual person. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's in, it's even interesting as I reread those few sentences, the floating downward too. There's su it's such a, this graceful surrender almost, um, and the selfless self exchange. I mean, I think like, I, at least what's coming up in this moment for me is if, you know, if I take just the journey that I've been on just in the past year alone, and when I wrote this piece, when I think selfless, I feel like maybe it's not always conscious, right? Like my process isn't always this conscious, although I'm way too mental usually, but, and, and so, um, there's so much going on, even in the moments when I don't think there's healing involved. And actually, sometimes it's really those moments when I am not actively trying to heal or, you know, the things that I do that support me, like breathwork has a big, been a big part of my healing journey. And when you read that line, I actually, for some reason, breathwork came up to me because 
you're in like this shavasana position and you're using your life force, your breath, your energy, that's all you're using. And so it is this very selfless, natural process, but also kind of like a um, conscious intentional process too. So I know that for some reason that visual came to me as far as just me being in my, that beautiful tool of breath work for me. Is there any parting advice you would want to give an artist that kind of shares our lived experience with mental health and, you Use know, really it. working yeah. and using it for wellness? Yeah. I mean, that was just what came out. Use it. Um, for me, I can, I, I don't say this lightly. I really mean this, especially this last year and a half. Uh, art has saved my actual life. No questions, hands down, especially this last year. Um, use it. You know, I, I know that always oh, another piece in the, another issue um, with the shallot that, um, I, it was the first time I ever did any wall hanging sculptural that wasn't a functional hand thrown piece or, you know, hand built piece. Um, and that was at a time where I, I maybe was the first time in my life that I almost couldn't function because I was in my PTSD was so severe. I was in so much pain after some severe trauma. And I remember sitting on the floor close to where I'm at right now talking to you and that is what came out of it. So I guess what I, my advice is use it, use it, use it, like show up, even if you don't think you can, even if it's, you know, with zero expectations, just to be present, even if it's literally nothing's created to show up in that moment, because there's so much unknown that can happen. And there's so, I don't want to bypass, I, I'm big on not bypassing things, but um, spiritually and, and, and mentally and emotionally, but the more that you can, I'd say, listen, <laughs> listen to that pain, listen to that voice, listen to all the things that surround mental health, right? And the challenges that we face individually and collectively, I'd say, listen and in any way you can, even if it's making a mandala out of leaves from a walk or, you know, it's whatever, use it, give voice in whatever format and medium that is, because um, boy, boy, has it saved me. And wow. grown me. <laughs> Great words of wisdom and and thank you for sharing. And I really just appreciate your honesty and, and your willingness to talk about some really hard things too. So thank you. Well, it's my honor. Thank you for having me today, Linda. Thank you for joining us today. It is an honor to talk with these amazing creators. You can see and read the artist's work in the shallot, our Journal of Mental Health, Art, and Literature, or on our website, thelayeredonion.com. Thank you. A little more